Bravo Buttono. According to Zoom, we're live, but I'm going to wait until it loads on YouTube so it doesn't throw me off. So I already got the email. We're up. David could just wear headphones to avoid that. <laughs> no, because it messes me up just hearing my own voice. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm talking and then I start talking again, but I already said what I thought I was going to say. And <laughs> just get messed up. So, hey, everybody, we're live. Welcome Woo! back to the chat. I'm so excited to be here. Episode one, 118 again. We'll have to correct that after the fact. But this is technically, this is episode 119. You are not in a time warp. We are having episode 119. I am some kind of pumped to be here. We've got a great topic today. Coopetition. Woo I'm partnering with competitors. <laughs> can benefit you. So... Uh, really looking forward to this. this. is This is a great topic. I love this topic. Just saying. But before we do, let's go around and meet all of these super awesome people and say hi to Stephanie first. Hi, Stephanie. What up, geeks? This is Stephanie. I am coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina today, repping Focus WP, our label WordPress maintenance service. And you can check me out, focuswp.co. We just put a new chat on there. So you can go say hi. It works way better than the last one we had. So <laughs> that's good news. And I'm super happy to be here. We are super to have, happy to have you here. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Um, I am Leslie of A Girl in Her Mac down here in Texas. And you can find me at agirlinhermac.design and on the socials at agirlinhermac. Awesome. So glad to have you here. Hey, Josh. Happy anniversary, Josh. Hey, everybody. You're talking about my work anniversary, right? Because I just had my married anniversary. <laughs> All the anniversaries. Oh, I All said the anniversaries. anniversaries. Ah, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> hey, guys. Good to be here. I'm Josh Hall. I'm coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. And you can find me at my personal site, joshhall.co, for Divi tutorials, web type, web, uh, WordPress tutorials. And then my business is called In Transit Studios, if you want to see what we're up to there. Fantastic. So glad you're here, Josh. Hey, Tim. Hey, everyone. Feels good to be back. I think I took two weeks off, maybe. Uh, feels like it's been a while. So happy to be we back. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Uh, I'm broadcasting from Central Texas, and you can find me online at timstrifler.com divilife.com and wpgears.com boom and i am busy telling everybody hi in the live chat if you're watching this late and you're not in the live chat come join us every tuesday at 4 p.m central and chat with us join join uh divi chat live my name is where all the cool kids are it's where all the cool kids are I'm David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, and WP Gears as well. We never say we're with Divi.chat. Hey, guess what? It's kind of implied. We have a website. Yeah, but we never tell anybody. We've got a website. We're not only on iTunes. If you want to engage with us over there and that's your thing, go on over to Divi.chat. You can listen to all of the episodes and binge watch us. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. Go binge watch us. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about coopetition, how partnering with competitors can 
actually be a good thing. Uh, believe it or not, technically, all five of us sitting on this panel here are competitors. You know, we compete for the same customer sometimes. You know, I know okay. that. Yeah, go ahead. I have a, que I have a question. Can I do the uh, definition this week instead of two? Oh, speaking oh, of competition. Gosh, go for it. <laughs> I just figured Tim's going to be rusty from being off from a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, Leslie, Leslie, was, well, Leslie was kind enough to post the legit definition of coopetition, which is a noun. And it is collaboration between business competitors in the hope of mutually beneficial results. Just to frame us off. There we go. I'm glad you did that because I was just going to post a link to mine and David's uh, WordCamp Phoenix talk uh, 2018. David and I actually did an entire, uh, was it, how long was it? 40 minute? 40 minute talk? Was, uh, yeah, it was 40 minutes. Yeah, we did a 40 minute talk at WordCamp Phoenix 2018 on coopetition. Um, and it was fitting because David and I partnered together, obviously with Debbie Chat, but we have WP the podcast as well. But we're also competitors with our Divi product businesses where we compete and we are selling products to the same audience. And so it was very fitting for us to, to talk about it. And I think with this panel, in a way, we're all competitors because we all uh, do Divi web design. Josh does courses. David and I do courses. We sell products. So um, in a way, we're all in one way or another competitors. And so, um, but the cool thing about uh, coopetition is you can be friends with your competitors, you can partner with your competitors, and you can uh, have friendly competition while still helping each other grow and stuff. And so I think there's, um, well, you know, we'll get into the topic, but um, I think there's, you know, lines that you don't cross and di different things like that when you're, you know, coopetition, you know, coopetating um, opposed to just competitors <laughs> that are kind of going at it. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, yeah. so many words in this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's huge. You know, what David was referring to when he said happy anniversary to me was I've been self-employed this month for 10 years. And I did a little post recently on my top 10 lessons learned. And one is absolutely 100% coopetition. So I was really excited when this was going to be the chat this week because it's true. And I think I adapted it much later. Um, now I'm in a situation now where I'm involved with the Divi community. So there's a lot more contact with other web designers than there was, you know, a few years ago for me. But uh, I have found, and I'm not sure what you guys have experienced in your either local networks or online, but most web designers, apart from the Divi community, I swear, because Divi community is something special, but most web designers are very leery of other web designers. And I feel like I have a colleague locally who I am in coopetition with. And I think it was like revolutionary for him because he talked about other web designers and agencies like they were mortal enemies. <laughs> and I want to pass them up, you know, like you, you should be doing better than them and all this stuff. Um, whereas now, like we're, we're, we are competitors, but I've learned a lot from him and he's learned a lot from me. And it's been very mutually beneficial. Um, so yeah, it's huge. I, I love it. It's, it's just a win-win all around for everyone involved. If you would have told me and, you know, hey, I have this great idea for you. Okay. Listen up. I want you to go and I want you to find all your competitors and I want you to sit down and have coffee with them. And not only do I want you to become their friends, I want you to share your top secret ideas of the things you're going to work on this year. And guess what? <laughs> your business is going to explode because you do that. 
I would have looked at you and said, you cray cray. <laughs> You're a little crazy. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I can promise you it can happen and stuff because. Did you really do that, David? Absolutely. Done it many, many Why times. did you do it if you thought it was crazy? Oh, I didn't think it was crazy. I'm just, I said. You just <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> that people will think you're crazy. I didn't say. I thought it was crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, David. Um, I, I mean, I definitely, to David's credit, uh, you know, he's kind of the one that kind of prompted co-opetition within the Divi community uh, and kind of, I mean, I guess it was David's idea of, of having Divi chat even, um, but, you know, we did several things together with our Divi product businesses. We did the ultimate Divi bundle where we bundled our products together. And um, I was like pretty new at the time and David and Corey and SJ and, and Dan from Divi Booster, they had all kind of had their established business. And I was like the new little guy, but that was like really a big deal for me. And that helped me grow and stuff. And we, you know, that was like, I can't think of a, you know, something that is co-opitating as much as that is because you're we literally bundled our products together and then shared all the revenue and stuff and so even though we had competing products we we found a way to you know find common ground and and help each other and and yeah it was a beautiful beautiful thing <laughs> so i think there's probably a few different areas we could talk about with co-opetition maybe it's worth like talking about maybe some ways we co-opetate with each other um i know like one thing I was going to say too, before mentioning this is I think the reason we can do it as web designers is the fact that web design is such a complex and massive industry. As far as what's involved, there's so many tools, there's so many ways to do it. There's so many different processes, particularly with the business side, not even technically, but business, you could, you know, you could do something different with different projects. So I think it's very different than something like say an auto mechanic, whereas they probably can't, have competition as much because they're not going to be like, Hey, so what kind of oil are you using this month? Maybe we, you know, or, you know, um, yeah. what kind of lift you guys have? Maybe we're getting a new lift. It's, you know, we're, we're in such an industry where the way I co um, co-opitate is that oh, word? It's <laughs> yeah. an awful word, but co-opitate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going with, I think. Yeah. So it's awesome. I so, it. I mean, like, I'll just give you two examples so I don't talk too long here. Number one is um, with affiliate, affiliate linking. So like David and Tim's course, I fully trust them. And I know that course is really beneficial. So I'm an affiliate for that course. I do courses as well. I don't have a course yet that's, you know, directly like theirs, but that's one practical way that I do co-opetition is through affiliate links on people who I trust to refer out. Um, and then locally that the, the developer I just mentioned, I sat down with him a couple of weeks ago because he is like an SEO wizard. He is a developer through and through, and he has a lot of skill sets that I don't have. And he has a lot of expertise that is much more in those areas. So he offered to sit down with me and give me like a really good SEO consultation to benefit not only my business, but my clients and stuff too, which for him was risky. And I, of course, you know, I've, I've sent some referrals his way on projects that'd be a better fit. So um, that's kind of a couple different ways I've used it. And it's been just a mutually beneficial, like win-win all around. Awesome. I think uh, sharing referrals, especially when you have complimentary services, is huge. Like you could refer SEO business to him. He can refer web design business to you. But sometimes people might think, okay, well, I'm a web designer. It's all I do. This guy over here is a web designer. It's all, all he does. Like we are exact competitors. There's no way co-opetition co would work. But 
I, I feel like it's pretty unlikely that you're going to have someone like that that's in your local community that's at the exact same place in their business that at the exact same uh, part of the market. Um, a lot of times you'll see someone, you know, they're maybe a little more established and they're doing a little bit, um, you know, higher market jobs where, um, you know, you typically, you don't do projects that big. Um, and then a lot of times in that situation, they're not going to do projects um, on the smaller side that you would just love to do. And so par uh, partnering with someone like that is great because you can uh, refer some of the big projects that are over your head or at least collaborate with them on, and then they can refer projects to you that are maybe below their minimum project value. And so that's like a really good way that like anybody in any area, you can find someone like that that's maybe a little bit um, more established doing a little bit higher market job that you can cooperate with. True that. That word. Oh, yeah, that word, huh? <laughs> I love you, Leslie. Sneeze, <laughs> cooperate. I know. Leslie, you're Who like knows what word we'll invent next week? <laughs> Leslie, I mean, your 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 full time job is pretty much cooperation, right? With yeah, I mean, I, I basically collaborate. Um, any redesigns I do, they're just for long time clients. I don't have any new clients, but yeah, um, since I stick to design, I'm I'm pretty much collaborating all the time with different people from different companies. Um, but yeah, and they and they have other designers too that, that I don't really work with necessarily, but I'm sure they have other d designers to use on certain products and I work on others. So yeah, okay. Well, I, ever I, since uh, I've been cooperating with you fine Divi folk, I just thought I'd throw cooperating in there. Go Stephanie. Nice. Oh, um, I, well, I was just gonna tell my little story that of this that I um when I jumped into those Divi groups like when Divi first came out I was a little bit more of the mindset of keeping things proprietary even though I had nothing proprietary but it's it's so hard not to be that way and I think the early people in those groups like I honestly I think Gino was a huge factor in all of that because he was giving it away from the beginning like all his knowledge and it just people just flocked to that and mm -hmm. he was succeeding he wasn't failing he was doing well and then you know as the group continued to grow and all of you guys too so and it was like such a relief to me because I don't like all that you know like the competition just makes things hard and so it's su it is it's such a lovely thing to be able to like work with each other and um at a word camp uh, Tom Jensen and I started chit-chatting about maintenance stuff and, you know, hey, what do you charge for this and what do you offer? And it's like, you can't have those kind of conversations in a lot of industries, you know, but we were just totally, completely open with it. And then a few weeks later, he sent, he says, I just sent you a long email. Don't freak out. And it was his like business plan. Like, hey, let's start this up and let's do it. So we joined forces and that's focus. And then I just signed up for Josh's affiliate code for his course on maintenance so that we can put that on our website to link. If people don't want to sign up for us, at least go learn how to do it the right way from Josh. You know, so it's like <laughs> really these little I, tendrils. You're making this money way. on all sides. I like, the <laughs> I like to think I'm helping everyone. <laughs> No, that's great though. That's a perfect example of how like, yeah. Like, like a multi-level. Yeah. Yeah. Multi-level. Yeah. And, and that kind of reminds me like what you just said, Stephanie, where you're helping everyone and having that mindset with co-opetition and everything. It, it's a, 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 you know, kind of a cliche quote, but rising tides 
raises all ships, right? And the kind of the the general concept is when the the general like economy or industry or community, you know, grows, then everyone benefits. And so if you have this kind of attitude of of helping and paying it forward and being open and and you know community focused, well then you'll benefit, but you're also going to help everyone else benefit, which then is going to grow the entire community, which then you're going to benefit more from. And I think like what Gina was doing in the beginning phases of the Divi community, you know, and was kind of the first one to start doing that, um, that kind of helped, you know, propel the entire Divi market as well. Mm-hmm. And then everyone kind of followed that lead. Yeah. I think here's one thing that has always um, impressed me. And this is Divi chat, which is surrounded around Divi, which is, created by elegant themes, something that Nick Roach firmly believes in that has always really, really impressed me. Um, David, you're kind of hard to hear. Is he hard for everybody else to hear? A little yeah, quiet. Yeah, just going to type. Quiet, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have to get the microphone in front of me. <laughs> yeah. That's better. Josh, so I can kill it. Um, <laughs> one of the things that's always impressed me about elegant themes, a couple of years ago, I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was at least two years ago, was talking Nick and concerned about, um, you know, Gutenberg was coming up and all this stuff. And what happens when, you know, WordPress has a builder and stuff. And, you know, his response was what's good for WordPress is good for me. And it always just was like, Oh, okay. Because Stephanie's right. That proprietary mindset, my uncle, who's a business guy who is in business freaks out about my business. I talk about GPL and open source and he's like, are you trademarking your stuff? Are you copywriting? Are you protecting yourself? And I'm like, hell no, it's open source. Anybody can take it. They steal from us all the time. It happens. It doesn't slow down anything. Um, so that's it. That has always impressed me um, about WordPress and, and the entire community. I think the Divi community is just a, Man, we just kind of do it even more, you know. We like take it to the. We're like something AF. My <laughs> thing and free and free. That's right. <laughs> it's it's huge though. I mean, it's not only beneficial monetarily, but one one thing I've found is that, particularly when you're. Um, aside from like affiliates and stuff like that, when you're actually working with someone and you're and you're potentially referring people who are better fit and you're learning about their business, what you learn from them can be amazing because like when I talked about the SEO guy I met with, I learned so much from him just in a a short amount of time that I'm able to apply to my business and my, all my clients. Whereas, and, and that's not from, you know, from a college degree or something like that. That's from somebody who's like on the ground in it right now, working on it and I'm seeing results. So to find out things like that through coopetition is huge to where, I mean, there are people like a lot of us who, who will give our information out and provide courses and do tutorials and stuff like that. But coopetition is like a whole nother aspect of learning. I guess that's kind of the moral of that point is coopetition breeds like this whole other uh, aspect of being able to, to grow yourself and then to learn um, into like industry secrets, you know, first it's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember when, when you, Josh, were looking at, you know, productizing, you know, get, getting in when 
a year and a half, two years ago or something. Yeah. We talked about that word camp, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were talking with Tim even before, you know, you had talked with me and stuff. And I mean, who the heck says, sure, come on in, you know, the water's fine. Come create, create product <laughs> right. with my company and stuff. Us knuckleheads, you know, but guess what? We're not knuckleheads. It's, it's, it benefits everybody. And there's, there's, you know, the world's a big place. So don't be afraid of it. Yeah. True that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you guys are, are, are big reasons that I started doing courses like Tim. I remember Tim and I had a, a message thread that's probably worth a hundred thousand dollars, Tim, because you gave me such <laughs> great advice with course stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's sure. huge. Yeah. And, and I feel like the, the courses is a really good example of like where competition like really can't hurt you because um, like we have like our like like you said we don't have the exact same courses but we have some overlapping courses but I know for a fact that we have s- mutual students where students are in our course and in your course and that doesn't hurt us because you offer a unique perspective you've learned things Josh that um, you know David and I you know we're not experts in and so like the competition is like so like. I don't know what, what, what I'm looking for. It's like, it's, it's a golden opportunity for competition because with courses, like there's not going to be an exact replica because even if we have the same topic of a course, um, you can't offer something that we can offer and vice versa. And so in, in students, they want to learn. And so just because they took our courses, doesn't mean, they're not going to want your course. And, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even, I think even just for like a lot of the listeners to this, who maybe have a web design business, I, it can apply for them as well. Like they may learn a lot from competition or they may have some services to your point, Tim, right there, where they may do a lot of things similarly, but maybe that's just a little bit different. Um, and it can work really well either, you know, both ways. So yeah, it's, I, there's just, I can't think of any downfall with competition. I haven't at least experienced any to where, you know, unless you do happen to give something away and somebody runs away with your company name um, <laughs> or somebody, you know, if somebody steals a layout. Oh, my idea. <laughs> yeah, but there's really, I mean, like, what's the downfall? It's, it's, it's been nothing but wins, win, wins. Yeah, agreed. I think we should let the girls talk for a little while if they want to talk. Oh, I feel like we're hogging. <laughs> do we seem shy? Yeah. No, no, you're not shy. You're not I just, shy. I just I heard. Oh, go ahead, Leslie. No, no, both no, no I just. I don't have like a whole super lot. I mean, I've, I've worked with other people, of course, but um, not to the degree of like, you know, forming companies with a competitor or anything like that. But Oh, dang. That's a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Forming a company with a competitor. Go ahead, Tim. I'm going to let you tell that story. Let Stephanie go. Go, Stephanie. I'm sorry. Go, Stephanie. Go. Well, I, I don't really, I don't know if this is like 100% applicable, but I, I heard a, a Gary V quote on Instagram or something today. And he was talking about, um, if you, if you give for the sake of giving, nobody, nobody can take advantage of you. Like if you're not expecting things in return, then you literally cannot be taken advantage of. And if somebody reacts in a certain way that you don't like, well, then you just stop giving, but it's all on you. Like if, if we put all this stuff on other people, then it, that's when it becomes all ugly and icky and i know that's sort of only tangentially related to this but i thought it was really good i like that that it's sort of a mindset that that you can't you know like with all this it's not gonna hurt you right yeah absolutely. and you know what i found too um for for anyone who is just like a freelance web designer and is referring clients to somebody who's better suited 
like in my example, I'm not an SEO expert, but I do have some people who I would trust to refer clients to. It's amazing what trust that builds with your clientele. And one thing I probably should add this to my top 10 lessons in, in business trust, I think is the most underrated and undervalued asset you have as a business owner or a web designer. If your client trusts you, that will open up so many doors and it will provide so much opportunity. And you can do that with co-opetition. If you send, you know, cause most people would just try to milk all the money themselves and try to way to figure it out and then, you know, not help their competitors. But if you send your client somewhere and they do a really good job and they're really happy, it's likely that the client will trust you in the future for all kinds of things moving forward, which is just incredible. Uh, like I said, it's a big asset for you in a lot of ways. Right. You mean by like showing them that you have their best interests in mind rather than yes. trying to someone who's an expert dollars. in something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And even if you disclose, if, if you're not taking some sort of like referral commission, if you just tell them, listen, I, you know, this is just, isn't exactly my, in my realm of expertise, but here's a colleague who I really trust. They'll take good care of you. Uh, it'll be a win, win, win for you, for the client. And for, of course, the person getting the job. And like I said, it just builds that aspect of trust that for me is how I've been my person. I've, I've built my business and my personal network for a decade now. Yeah. Awesome. And don't yeah. you think this all sort of, it spills over into how you treat your clients too. And, or I don't know which is first chicken or egg, but the, you know, when we, when we, egg give things to our clients. We, we say like, Hey, here's how you build these, right? <laughs> Leslie, what'd you say? <laughs> Making chicken noises. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so if you, so Leslie has, she styles forms, right? And she says on her website, here's how you do it. Do you all just take these steps and do it. And guess what? People still click that button to just buy it from her because <laughs> they don't want to do it. But if it's, you know, if I don't know how much that even costs on your site, if it costs 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, they might say like, well, why is it so much? Cause it's, that's probably easy for you. Right. But then they look at the steps and they realize like, oh <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do all that. It is worth the money. And so, but like that sort of mentality and all of that way of um, just being open, I think it's just like an openness, right? Don't you guys sort of feel that way? Like where you're not keeping secrets, you're just, you are what you are. Right. And so you can, you can just share with other people and then it it ends up like josh is saying that builds trust more than anything and that is something that you can't, you can't buy, you can't buy. Right? yeah right. that's yeah you can't buy it yeah here's here's an example of how well that works and stephanie i don't know i don't know if you pitch your maintenance stuff personally to these clients and stuff but there's one thing even before you even have a relationship with a client or meet with them, that instant trust stuff will, you know, close sales as well. Because when I, when I was heavily selling the maintenance and service agreements for us, for example, my first thing before I would even meet with a client to go over their website that I wanted to build with them, I would give them one sentence. I would talk to them about how important it was to have a professional handle certain aspects and I would tell them, and look, you don't have to use me. You can use anybody you want. It's what's best for your business. You know, pick anybody. Just here's what you need. And then go on into your presentation. I'm going to tell you. That closes more things because instantly they're like, well, he's got my best interest at heart and stuff. Yeah. You know. I tell, I tell people, yeah. that, you don't even have to choose me. I'm just letting you know as from a you know, professional perspective. 
and want to know why that works? It's because people love to buy, but they hate being sold to. So the second you say, you don't have to use you so much. (laughs) Their defenses are down because they don't feel like you're, you're selling to them because you're not, you're, you're, you're honestly telling them what is best for them. You're educating. Exactly. But I think Stephanie mentioned, you know, that openness, you know, not just directly with co-opetition, but just kind of having that open willingness to share community focused, you know, transparency. Um, you know, it's, I think it's an overall mindset because it's kind of hard to just be like, all right, you know, these certain competitors here, we're going to cooperate with, but then I'm not going to share any secrets over here and I'm going to be closed yeah. off. I think it has to be kind of an overarching. Can't be clicky. Uh, yeah, it can't be clicky. It's got to be an overarching community focused mindset to where, you know, you're, you're helping, you're paying it forward. One of my favorite marketers, uh, Russell Brunson, um, he's the, the founder of ClickFunnels. Um, he is a brilliant marketer and he has, he's like the king of internet marketing and he's been doing it for so long. Well, he shares everything he knows. And with his company, they'll try out different things and then they'll, you know, find out what, what works and what's working now. And then they'll just tell other customers, you know, this is what's working now. And they'll, they'll, you know, it's just sharing everything. There's nothing that they're keeping for themselves. It's like their competitors really could knock off all of their strategies if they were, they were smart enough because he's sharing with everyone how they're building their hundred million dollar a year business. And you know, what's so funny. I was in some business coaching last year and there was a digital marketer who did more social media. They did websites like on the side, but it was more digital media and social media. And he pulled me aside and I thought he was going to ask me like this really serious personal question. He was like, Hey, uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, sure, man. He was like, I hope it's okay. I hope I'm not crossing any lines or, you know, if you don't feel comfortable answering, don't worry. I'm like, what is this guy going to ask me? He was like, how much do you guys charge for websites? <laughs> Why? I was like 24.97 to start, 34.97 up to five grand. Sometimes up to ten grand. Like it's so funny because he was so like I'm just not that way at all. I'll be like, yes, here's exactly how much I charge for this site. Right. Um, but he was on like a whole different mindset, so it was really interesting because he probably I don't think he embraced that. That co-op. I think I think you just inspired. If you want to have fun locally, start calling some local web designers. Get them on the phone and say, hey, look. I'm starting a web design business. I'm wondering if you can tell me how much y'all charge and stuff. <laughs> it probably would be fun as all get out. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. And, and Josh, I think part of like, you know, a, a small part, but because, you know, there's a lot of things about you that people want to hire you. But I think a, a, a part of why people want to hire you is because of that openness where, you probably told them ex- not only exactly what prices to charge, but like, you know, you told them your whole game plan, your whole strategy, <laughs> you would have been willing to tell them, you know, even more if he was asking questions. And I think that, you know, kind of bleeds through and kind of goes to the whole, like, you know, overarching um, openness, you know, and that, that trust factor, you know, can, can be, you know, seen by clients and everything. So. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate that, Tim. And I was just, um, Lily in the chat on YouTube had a question about how to, like, how do you start doing this? It's a great question. Cause it's a lot easier said than done. I, I think practically one way I would recommend starting is if you have a web design business that's in a local area. Um, one thing you could do is, I don't know whether you would reach out, you know, like cold, if you just cold call them or you reach out via email or if there's any sort of networking groups or, or web design meetups. But one thing I would do is say that, you know, you're looking to have partnerships to, to refer to, um, particularly if you're a brand new business, that's one way you can really get plugged into your local web design 
groups is if you say, you know, I have some clients, not, not saying that, Hey, I want work referred to me, say that I am going, I'm looking to refer people to say an SEO expert or somebody who <laughs> does development. I just do design, you know, that's one way I would practically get started. Uh, and yeah. Then, go in there and say, Hey, look, I've got some $50,000 clients that I'd like to turn over to somebody, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have a good story <clears throat> to share regarding how I got started. And it wasn't by anything I did. It was actually uh, from this guy over there. I think I'm pointing the right direction, David. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't think I've told this story before, but how I kind of got into the Divi community besides I, I was helping out in the Facebook groups and David reached out to me and said, Hey, I have some questions on WordPress multi-site. I, I watched your Divi Nation episode with Nathan Weller. I, I know you you know multi. So I have some questions, and I'm not the type of person I hate calls. And so I was <laughs> I was just gonna blow him off and tell him, you know what? No, like I <laughs> I, I don't have the time. Like I don't even know who you are. Um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, you know, I decided to take the call, and I'm so glad I did. Obviously, but David got on the call with me, and we he just had some questions, and then he just wanted to get to know me. He saw me in the groups. He saw I was helping people out. And so he wanted to connect with me. And so that kind of started my, you know, involvement with this group, uh, you know, with Divi Chat and, and all of that, uh, because he, you know, took the in initiative and reached out. And so it was as simple as I have some questions. And it, for me, I was thinking, okay, well, this is information that I learned the hard way, like years right. of like this project. I give away project my I had. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm, I'm going to tell him everything I know. Like, why not? It's not going to hurt me to help him. Right. And so I think, I guess the lesson there is do what David did. Don't be afraid to take initiative, reach out to people that you think you want to get connected with, not people that you want to take something from. It has to be a give and take. Yeah. Um, but then, and then secondly, be willing to be open and share and, you know, all of that. So, yeah. Another little psychology thing that I heard a long time ago, which I love is that the best way to ingratiate someone to you or, or pull someone to you, you, we might, our tendency might be to try and do things for them. But a lot of times it is asking them to do something for you, which is a weird twist that doesn't sound logical, but it's like that situation where yeah. if, if I go to somebody and, and try and do something that I'm putting myself above them, you need me. But if you go to them and say like, like David did, it's a humble thing to go and say like, you know this and I don't, could you show me that? Could I just have a few minutes of your time? You know, you do something like that. It makes somebody feel good about themselves, which gives them a positive feeling at the beginning of that interaction. And then for, where it goes from there, you never know. But that's like this cool little trick I learned a long time ago. And it's amazing how many scenarios that it works in. Yes. And yeah. I will say to that, in, the, in those sort of situations, I would highly recommend offering to pay somebody their hourly rate too. Yeah. That way you don't come across. And more, a lot of times, like the, the guy did the SEO consultation with, he was like, yeah, no problem. I asked him how much he charged an hour. And he said, just come on in. I'll, I'll meet with you. No problem. I, I bought him lunch. And then afterwards I sent him nice. a $50 Amazon gift card as a thank you. Um, and then I got a referral three days later. So it really... Boom. But the, but the point was, I wasn't like, hey, can I have some free advice? Yeah. Uh, it was, you know. That's I, I true. Yeah, you have to be respectful there. of people and yeah. their, their time and all that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, more than likely, they'll be like, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll do an hourly rate, but yeah. it's And it's someone good. in the chat, I think it was um, 
Is it Miro that said something about local? Like when you have local competition, he's he's struggling that there's, it says here in real life, competition is brutal. No, no coopetition at all. Not even communication. <laughs> and he's tried, he says, and he, nobody will even get together for a meetup or anything. So, <laughs> I'm like, man, um, where, yeah. I don't know. Should you move? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I think you, you find your, you know, you, you found it, Miro, you're here. You're yeah. in, in the Divi groups, you're on Facebook. Look, we all started local. I don't know about these guys. I started yeah. local, you know, <laughs> I was in Scott, Louisiana, which is a little tiny, tiny town building websites for businesses and stuff. And, and I, started working with people in the Facebook groups and we get, we've got clients all over the world now. So uh, don't get yeah. discouraged. Keep trying. I would say, you know, start a meetup. And if no one shows up, just you show up. You never know when somebody's going to walk through the door and all it takes is two, maybe three, and then it'll get going. I was just uh, going to say, you'd probably have to be the one to initiate the yeah. the community aspect, be the one to start a meetup, or maybe it's like a, a little, you know, workshop on how to do, how to design a website or something give. like that. Again, give. Yeah, give. yeah here's yeah. a great idea. I'll tell you this, this worked in another area of my life and I know it will work in WordPress too, in regards to meetups, take your laptop, schedule a meetup in your town, and then just go there. If nothing else for that hour, you get some work done. You never know who's going to walk through the door and, it could start and kick Put off. Put a something. sticker on your laptop. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe, laptop so people know what you do. Maybe not yeah. even framing it as a meetup because sometimes I think when people are new, um, that's very overwhelming and kind of scary. So maybe just say, you know what, this is where I'm going to be at this coffee shop at this time. If you want to come by and chat, just you know, maybe even simpler than a meetup. Just try starting smaller. Yeah, talk WordPress. So Josh asked a question in the in the live chat. He said, "Hey." Do y'all have any questions about coopetition? And we have a couple. Uh, Christian, ask a question. When working with a colleague, do you guys prefer to work separately or do you prefer being the kind of product project manager? Um, I know for us, and I'll let everybody kind of answer how they, how they work and stuff. For us, when we work with, with some of our competitors or colleagues, or we project manage, we have a, our system, whoever brings the client in typically is going to manage how that goes is, is what I would say. If they bring the client in, they've got the relationship with them. It just logically makes sense that they're going to be the point person and you're going to kind of do whatever it is, fill in that need. What about you guys? I know for me, it, de it depends, but I'm more and more, I'm leaning towards just referring people as, you know, completely, um, mainly because for a while, the past couple of years, I was always thinking, well, you know, my SEO partner, he could help their site out and I could mark up the cost and I could make a couple hundred bucks per se on this job. Well, I found out that I was doing a lot more project management than I had anticipated. And then if they weren't getting results, it reflected right on me. Um, whereas now I just almost kind of, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to refer them to people who are going to do a good job, but I found that that almost makes up for any money that I would have made just by building that trust, building, um, the win scenario for everyone involved. Um, because I'm really trying to focus on what we do. So if there's something like, like Google ads, for example, I don't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't really want to know. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I can, somebody else can do that. So yeah. I don't like, I've, I've, I just last week, so a client asked me, do you do Google ads? 
And I was thinking, I was like, well, I could talk with my SEO guy who I just talked to and I could probably have him like, we could partner up together. But I was like, you know what? I just don't even want to, I'm just going to refer him. I don't even want to take that under the umbrella of my company. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think it depends on what what the service is, where it's if it's kind of, you know, related, but not, you know, different than what you focus on, then I think what Josh mentioned is, you know, a good approach kind of ref- completely referring it out. But like, say, for example, I got a client that, you know, was a higher level enterprise client, and I don't have experience here, but I know David does, I could collaborate with him and have him and his team because they're more equipped to do that larger enterprise level project, but it's still related to what I do. So I can kind of manage the client and, and all of that. So I can kind of see it, you know, depends, you know, if you're okay doing the project management and it's still kind of connected to what your expertise is, but you just want to bring someone in that has maybe a little more direct experience to collaborate, then, you know, that, that scenario, you know, works well, kind of collaborating and, and managing the client yourself. I'm busy answering questions in the chat. So y'all are going to hard to do both. Uh, well, and then there's the other scenario that, you know, that Tim, that you and David did where you were cooperating, cooperating so much, sorry, (laughs) cooperating so much that you just started a business together. Yeah. We're legally married. (laughs) <laughs> and living happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, and- David's legally married to both me and Corey, who we all live in separate states, and we're yes. all you know business partners. Does that make you guys I'm- sister wives? <laughs> when we were at brother working- wives? Is it brother uh, wives? <laughs> Uh, I'm their first adopted child and it's going (laughs) when we were at uh, WordCamp Phoenix, uh, the three of us took a photo together and it was Corey and I on both sides of David because Corey and I are not legally partners, but I'm partners with David and David's partners with Corey. And so it was like we share David and so he was in between us. Um, one of us was like the other woman. I guess I would be the other woman because he was part of <laughs> Anyways, it's getting You're the other niche. I'm the other niche. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, but as Stephanie <laughs> brought up, legally, legally partner. It's way funny. Side niche. Yeah. I blew my own joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, like actually like legally becoming partners and, and establishing yourself. Um, that's kind of like, you know, next level co-opetition. And, and David and I, we have our Divi product businesses where we're very much competitors, but we partnered up on the core stuff. That's where we co-opetate and with the podcast. And so we've, you know, we legally organized as a, an LLC. Yeah. And I don't mind sharing, you know, I mean, just because I'm competing with someone in, um, and this is just my own personal philosophy, um, I think competition is good. I think it, I think it, it, it's good it, on, on a lot of levels. Exactly. I've never been one that's, that's shied away from it, been afraid of it. Um, I'm okay with people building similar things to me or doing similar things to me. I feel like what's important for me is that I just focus on what I want to do and what I want to create and what I want to, um, be involved with and stuff. And if I'm, if I'm doing my thing and then I'm happy, if I get caught up in what everybody else is doing and how it's infringing on me, then, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be, I'm going to have some unhappy times and I would rather just be happy than unhappy. So. Yeah, I agree with that too, David. Like there's that old business mindset of, you know, I want, and I've seen that some of my clients are like, I want to take over the town. I want to be the biggest in this town (laughs) when everyone else out of business, but 
I don't want to put other <laughs> web designers out of business. Yeah. First of all, it's never going to happen with a business of web design because we can't take on millions of projects <laughs> at once. Yeah. Um, but the idea of like, like for you guys, for example, with, with the core, like this year, I'm planning on doing a business course. I don't want your guys's course to fail and for you guys not to do well with that. And then for me to oh, take all those, like that is yeah. not <laughs> what it's about. I, I think yeah. all of us would agree. And even just from a local level, like if you are, you know, comp, you have competition with local design agencies, like I don't want them to fail on account of me having success. That's right. I don't know. I just think that's a whole, it's a whole mental worldview. That's very, very, um, it's like a cancer in business and just life in yeah. general. You know, that's yeah. not what we're about. And, and I think it, it can be a, a really good motivation. For example, with Divi life, my business and Divi space, David's business, we share numbers. Like we, we're pretty transparent. I'll ask him, how's your month going? And he'll tell me and I'll tell him how my month's going. And he's always been, you know, a step above me. And so for me, that's inspiring and it's motivating because I'm seeing what's possible. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hustling. I'm trying to catch them. And then, you know, they launch something and then, you know, level up again. <laughs> um, but to me, that's like, it's, it's healthy and it, and it keeps me, you know, pumped up to, you know, you know, trying to chase after them and, and all of that. And so, uh, you know, he could very well be like, you know what, Tim, I've been doing this longer and I'm not going to tell you what we're doing or, you know, tell you what our numbers are or anything like that, because I don't want you, you know, stealing any of our ideas or strategies. You don't want you to like catch that. him. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's open and we, you know, we share and it, and I think we, we both benefit from it. Yeah. I'm probably a little bit too transparent. A lot of people would say, <laughs> uh, because I do share like really private open stuff that most people wouldn't even think about sharing. And for me, it's just, it's natural. It's the way my brain works, you know, and it's not because I want to impress you or I want to, um, it's, it's not an egotistical thing. It's like, um, I just, I, I want to let other people know that, Hey, look, man, you can do some awesome. You, you can, you can do things too. You can be successful holy crap, look what we did, you know, because I still feel like one of the luckiest guys on the planet, you know. Um, I yeah, I, and I, I saw that, David, play out practically when I went to WordCamp, U.S. WordCamp last year, and I talked with Tim. Tim, I remember I asked you, like, and you were very transparent with me how much you made, and it wasn't because I was just nosy about that, but I wanted to know, like, if I really pursue this endeavor with the Divi community and courses and stuff, is it going to be worth sacrificing what I'm making with my web design business? And that answer really helped me reaffirm like, okay, there is a market for this. And that is like financially very viable to, to get there. Whereas you don't, you don't get that kind of inspiration of somebody's like, yeah, you could grow it by 10%. Or... I'm not watching the chat, but I'm imagining like all these questions. Like, what do y'all make? What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, I had a couple of drinks too. So I was I'm bold. I Transparent as I am. Yeah, somebody in the chat asked David, just do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm equally as bold with people. And I, and I let them know, hey, look, it's okay for you not, you don't have to share your information. But I'll ask like, hey, how much do you make? What are you, <laughs> what are you making a month? You know, I'm serious. I do it all no, the he, time. I've been at WordCamps with David and we're meeting other people in the WordPress community, like WordPress, like plugin company creators and stuff. And he's asking them those questions. I'm like, holy cow, did he just ask yeah. him that? <laughs> yeah, he asked, he asked hey, me that. I'll never forget that. No, you know, yeah, okay. tell me, which I would, I would tell people, you know, if they ask <laughs> yeah. 
I wish so you would have asked me this year as opposed to last year, David. Yeah, I think I can't remember what I asked Saeed um, at Pressnomics, but it was a pretty bold, like, holy crap, I can't believe this guy just asked. The first time I'd ever met him, too. I mean, I had never met the guy before. And I what? don't know if you, you all know who Saeed Bulky is, but he's WP Beginner, WP Forms. He's probably one of the most successful WordPress company owners in the world. Really? And one of the most prolific marketers. And I mean, I was like a fanboy. I was like, holy cow, you know, this is the guy. And I, I wish I could remember, but I, I don't know if this is what you're thinking of, but I know you did ask him the first time you met him, if he would promote your new testify plugin. Oh yeah. His yeah. Website. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Something like that. I just like, <laughs> worst he could say is no. Yeah. Worst thing. <laughs> no. Right. Uh, that was the first time I think I, I, I didn't remember what it was, but maybe it wasn't revenue, but it was just like stuff. Most people don't ask. I was like, Oh yeah. Hey man. <laughs> yeah. And I, th I think the moral of the story is, is that if you are really transparent about things with your competition, it is amazing what that'll do. It, it almost like Tim, to your point, you were talking about like openness and transparency and that does like shed a layer back when you're talking with somebody, when they just feel like, Oh, wow. Like for me personally, I don't percentages and like these vague, t these vague statements don't do anything for me. I want to hear actual numbers and he yeah. hear actual things that like rate, like, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. That that's cool. That makes sense. Or that I would learn from, or maybe if a competitor is charging a little bit more, I know like, okay, that's where they're at as opposed to, you know, some vague estimate or something, but yeah, it goes yeah. a long way. One of the uh, the most, um, in addition to to Saeed Belki, one of the other most popular WordPress plugin creators. He's kind of like the developer's developer. Uh, every, all the WordPress developers kind of look to him, and that's uh, Pippin Williamson of uh, Easy Digital Downloads Affiliate WP. I mean, he has dozens of of plugins. He's he's no longer the lead developer from his company, but um, the last few years he's been doing. Uh, end of the year recap where he literally shares revenue numbers from all of his companies, all of his products, shares what he learned, you know, why revenue was down on this side. And it's like, it's so interesting, um, like from an education standpoint, but it's also really motivating how transparent he is. And, uh, you know, it's really cool. It's like, it, it peels back that layer, you know, as Josh was saying. And it's, um, so, so you like immediately you respect him more because of how open and, and willing to share he is. David, let me ask you a question. Were you that open about all your numbers when you were at a time when you weren't successful? Do you think oh, yeah. that success gives you the confidence? I know that it is your personality type, but I'm thinking for like a lot of people hearing this who might be just starting out or maybe moonlighting with web, things like that. They may be like, I wouldn't want to tell anybody how much I'm, you know, because they're Not trying me. to present themselves differently. Not me. I mean, but that, again, that's my personality and I'm, I'm 100% comfortable with, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. So, um, personally it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. Heck, believe me before <laughs> any success I had in WordPress, I was as open and sharing as the, as the <laughs> same. Cause look, here's, here was how it was for me. I'll tell you how it was for me. The first month that we made, product revenue on our web, new website, Aspen Grove Studios. Corey and I, and I'm, I'm telling everybody, 
holy crap, we just made $387 this month. <laughs> Shit. We were like, I mean, it was like, holy cow, man, that's like a, you know, awesome. So I'm a glass half full kind of guy. It's all, Don't it's all relative. Well, it did saying, like, I get that that's your personality, but to the, to the people that are listening, like, what if that's not your, because you're in the minority for sure. Don't do it. I, I would say don't try to force something. Don't do it that you're not comfortable with. You yeah. To, and you know. for me, like when, when I talk with David, this was December of 2017 in that word camp. Um, he asked me how, so how much you do on black Friday. And at that time I just had six layouts that were like $9 discounted by half. So it was like for, you know, five bucks or whatever. And I was like, well, I made just under a grand. And I was like, well, that's, you know, it was very modest compared to David and Tim and all these other people doing a lot more. But I will say that inspired me very much to be like next black Friday. I want to have a different story. Uh, <laughs> ask me that question a year from now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so it did like it really kind of planted a seed of like it kind of started a fire for me like okay i really want to take this to the next level you know after seeing actual numbers what's what's possible yeah i yeah. think you just have to be yourself you have to be true to you don't try to force if 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 that's not you don't just then, go ask people how much money they make yeah. if that's not your thing you're gonna, it's going to be awkward you're going to be uncomfortable and believe me I'm comfortable when I do it. And I think that's why people take it. It's not an awkward situation because mm -hmm. it, it comes from a place of genuineness and not like nosiness because there there's, there's definitely a difference, you know, like I really am excited for people and I'm curious. I'm just a, I know me too. Being, you know, it's Fine. like, yeah, I want to know how the heck you did that. And you sometimes know? just doing being a curious person and saying things that people don't expect you to say like sharing oversharing or asking these questions sometimes it just puts people like tilts them off of their like their little comfort zone <laughs> just enough that that they then become curious about you it actually very frequently can make people like laugh even if it's an uncomfortable laugh or something like that and then they're kind of drawn to you a little bit because it it's just there's something different about it I'm, yeah. I'm laughing at our channel moderator, Pablo. He said, how comfortable are you about liking that, <laughs> clicking that like button right now? So, he said liking that click it. button. <laughs> <laughs> liking that click button. Like Cooperate and do it for each other, he says. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. Okay, so back to this question about like, what if you have competition, not cooperation? We're all in this group, but. So Prussia. I'm sure there's other people they're trying to <laughs> in that case, wipe them out. <laughs> you know, but I think the answers, it, at least in my opinion, which I haven't really dealt with that because I don't care about local. I just go find the people that want to cooperate. What? You crush them. <laughs> and I crush them. Cooperators. Cooperato. I'm a cooperato. You, you grab yeah, all like cooperators. You, you mass together and you crush them. I mean, I've had that happen to where I've been transparent like myself with other web designers and they just don't open up or there's just no interest in partnering together or working together. And it's like, well, that's whatever. That's fine. That's not right? your people then. Nope. That's yeah. not my people. Yep. That's not your people. And, and I think if you're trying to differentiate yourself in a local scenario, so if you're trying to get a certain niche, if you will, and you've got some competition, 
what if you just put all these things into practice and you're just out there and transparent with, because if those people are being competitive and holding back from you, guaranteed that's how they are with their clients too. Cause that's right. what we're saying. Like all this stuff carries over. So if you are giving and open and like saying like, Hey, here's how much this stuff actually costs. Here's how you do it. And all that, like, guess who people are going to be drawn to when it comes time to make the purchase. Yeah. Seth Godin uh, has talked a lot about like disrupting an industry and how to do that. Like, you know, if something, if people are, are normally charging for something, offer it for free. Um, you know, and that's how you can kind of disrupt an industry. And I think that same principle can be applied to what you, what you were just saying, Stephanie, where if, if people are used to kind of being, you know, holding stuff close to the chest, well, then be open, be transparent, because, you know, you're going to kind of disrupt that community. And then they might realize that, oh, hey, I guess I don't really need to, you know, hold this close to the chest. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that is a good idea, because it was kind of like with me my natural tendency was to be a, you know, a lone wolf head down, do my own thing. And David kind of disrupted that. And he came into my world and said, Hey, you know, I have some questions, you know, and, and then, you know, things kind of spiraled from there and now we're legally business partners. So I think disrupting that community can be a good thing for everyone. Shake it up. True. Shake, Shake it, it up. Well, and at the end of the day, too, if anyone is like kind of, you know, they haven't, they're kind of wondering how to get into it and it seems overwhelming or whatever, just make sure you have a great product because at the very yep. least you have that. And so that's always good. You're always going to need that regardless, right? So uh, focus on that if you're not prepared to focus on on collaborating or cooperating or whatever. Um, whatever the heck that, we call it. Yeah. Wrong with that. that. Is that your parting <laughs> thought, Leslie? It is. That will be my parting wow, thought. Wow, it's already been an hour. I decree it. <laughs> already been an hour. Let's start rounding up the parting thoughts because – that was a really great parting thought, by the way. Just it was saying. good. You can have another one, though, Leslie, if you want. Okay, I got distracted up. reading the chat. What did you say again, Leslie? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put I her really on the did. I really was distracted, but oh, I won't no, make it. She suffers oh, have from a great PRS, too. <laughs> I'll, I'll start us off if that sounds good for a, a parting thought. Go for it, Josh. Uh, and I'm going to take it right from that video I just released on my, my top 10 uh, lessons learned in a decade. But that is to just not be afraid of coopetition. I mean, we've been talking about it the whole hour here, but it is very, it's easier said than done too. And I think it's really easy to be fearful of like, well, what if I do pass on a job and give it to somebody else? So it could be money that I could be, you know, I could have. Um, if you get over that, mindset and you step into the the mindset of giving and, and referrals, I promise you it will pay off. Um, it may not be instantly, but it's amazing when you plant that seed of trust and you create a win-win scenario for people, how far it'll go. So don't be afraid of it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. These are some tough acts to follow on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll say, I don't know if I'm offering I, I'll start going last, Stephanie. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, my final thought, uh, the kind of piggyback what off Josh said, um, be transparent, be yourself, but be an open, you know, transparent version of yourself. Um, you know, obviously you don't want to be something that you're not, but I think we can all, you know, uh, I guess, um, help ourselves be more open and transparent. Um, because for me, that wasn't my normal tendency. That wasn't like, you know, naturally what I would do. But when I took that kind of leap of faith, then a lot of really great things happened. And so um, it's, okay. 
Yeah. It's okay. If it's not normally what you would do, um, you can still be yourself, just an open, transparent version of yourself. Uh, my final thought would be, um, if you don't want to discuss your personal business, like your salary and such things, avoid David Blackman at all <laughs> conferences <laughs> or in-person events in particular. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I didn't know what I was going to th- say on this, this episode coming into it, but I think as we've all been talking, I think the openness and transparency, those are two words that were just said, um, quality, Leslie said, and also just like we've been talking, just give, give stuff out and don't be like, I mean, I know it's so hard to think that, that that could come back to you. It's karma. No, it's, but it really, it does. You know, if you just have that mental attitude of sharing and giving openness, transparency, and high quality, you're going to succeed. All right. Uh, I guess it's on me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just got back from an incredible conference called the RV Entrepreneur Summit. And it was super awesome. And I spent the majority of my time there going around and talking to people who um, are trying to figure out how to get a business online and, you know, kind of struggling with what they should do to make money and stuff. And, um, you know, and I, and I just went around sharing my experience, you know, with, with different people. And it was, it's, it was awesome. Um, don't be afraid. Well, you got a bunch of clients. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, actually, yeah, that didn't always happen. I'm going to hire you. I need a website. It's like poor Corey, you know, he's, I told him, I said, dude, Almost they they coming. I just want you to know they coming. But, uh, you know, don't be mad at me. Um, I just think you know, if it's not natural for you and you're uncomfortable, then don't do it. You know, because it's not going to come across natural, and it's not going right. to come across. It's going to come across awkward, and people are going to think that you have ulterior motives. And you know, be natural. But it's okay to push your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Push your comfort zone. Just be genuine. Don't but be genuine. Um, you know, just, just be genuine. I, I don't, I don't know how to, how to say it other than that. Um, genuine. It comes natural to me. Because, you know, I need another way to say it. <laughs> I'm crazy and crazy comes natural to me. So um, uh-huh. just saying, just... Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope this episode was beneficial. I had a lot of fun talking about it and it's really good. to be. <laughs> we always have fun. Let me see here what's next week so we can get some people primed. All right. Next week, we are supposed to talk about white label services. Mm, Somebody submitted that one. Yeah, we have a few submitted ones coming up. Yeah, that, that's actually like great. incorporating white label services, you know, into your company or um, which should be really good and stuff. Uh, it's an opportunity to grow your business in a way that you might not have even been thinking about and stuff. Some good pros and cons of that one for sure. Yeah. Totally. I want to say all of our live chat faithful, you are the most no. awesome people ever. We love you. 
it's fun chatting with you and stuff. And yes, I am a two finger typer. So I look at the keyboard when I type to you, one of the <laughs> viewers asked that. So I just figured out myself and let you know. More transparency. I threw, I, I quit typing my freshman year in high school. Um, Cause I didn't think I needed it. Boy, what did I know? I wasn't going to be a secretary. You know. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um we'll see everybody next week tim tim you're muted by the way take care bye-bye there it is <laughs> so long <laughs> <laughs>